You're tuned in to The Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconato.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconato. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast today all around the world. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato. I'm so thankful that you tuned in. Listen, we did a whole show and I threw it in the trash because you know what? It wasn't anointed by the spirit of the living God. And I'm going to tell you, it took hours to do. It took hours to do. And I said, you know what? This isn't what God wants me to talk about today. And I don't want to put out content just to put out content. I will never be one of those people. I'll never be one of those people that just put stuff out, clickbait content, just so that I can say, hey, here's today's show and waste your time. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. But most importantly, I don't want to waste God's time because the time is short. And so what I want to pray right now before we get into this segment and the rest of the show is that, Lord, you would meet us with your Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to us what we as a remnant community need to hear today. We want to be about your business. We never want to do this on the flesh. We want to do this because we're led by your Spirit We want to walk in the Issachar anointing, understanding and discerning the times. What can we do today, God, to be about your business? I just thank you for your anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, that's exactly what I want here. I want you to be equipped. I want you to be set up for success. I want you to find the peace that passes understanding. Like the Bible talks about joy unspeakable, full of glory. How do we do this? We walk in the, in the unction and understanding of the Holy Spirit. Listen, there's a lot of aberrations in the church right now. There's a lot of movements. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things. I don't want you to have to run to a prophet every time you need encouragement. I'm not saying prophets are bad, but you don't need to always be chasing what this one or that one said. What is God speaking to you? What is God putting on your heart? Because that might not be the same thing that he's putting on your neighbor's heart. I'm not saying that the word is different because the word is the same. I'm saying that you may have a dif- different mission, a different, a different path than your neighbor, even if your neighbor's a Christian. Your neighbor could be a powerful Christian, but don't compare yourself to the neighbor, okay? Don't compare yourself to the neighbor. Think about it. What is God saying to you? You don't have to covet your neighbor You don't have to covet your your neighbor's wife or ministry or, you know, if you're a pastor, that big old church over there, what they're doing. No comparison here. What is the Lord telling you? Come Come out from among them. How about that? How about not worrying about what the greater body of Christ is doing? Because there's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of madness. You're going to get caught up in the weeds if you chase what this one's saying or what that one's saying. We have to be in this for the long term. So what is the Lord saying to you? And what is he saying from his word? I really believe we've got to be lovers of the word, my friends. We got to, we got to get to know the word of God. We got to spend time in the word of God. What does the word say? It's living. There's so much revelation. I would even encourage you, instead of running to the prophet, run to the word. Now, if the prophet needs to say something to you, he will. There's people that operate in a prophetic gift and anointing. They'll call me. 
I'll say, Pastor Todd, I have a word for you. Can I, can I share it? Sure. And then I'll test the spirits. Even if it's somebody I super, super trust, I still say, God, was that from you? And then it aligns with the word of God. But I just feel like there's been so much emotion and so much other stuff mixed in. And this is why many people feel down is because they're wondering why God didn't answer what he said. Well, maybe he never said it. But see, if we would go back to the word, we'd understand how God thinks, who God is, and we'd have a personal relationship and a personal prayer life where we're inquiring of the spirit of God. Because I want you to be built for success and for the long term. And so what we're going to do here is we're not going to get so caught up in all the things that are happening in the world. I can talk about all the different issues. Trust me, I can have a great debate on them. And I'm well read in them. And I know the current events. And I know what this one said and that one said. And I get all that. But if I'm spending more time on that than I am in the presence of God, I'm missing the mark, friends. You see, we just had this midterm election. Many people are disappointed because it wasn't a red tsunami. Well, of course. Am I disappointed about that? Yes. I would have loved to seen a sweeping red wave that crushed the communists because I don't like communism. I don't like Marxism because it it targets our very religious liberty and freedom. It targets what I do, what I'm called to do as a watchman, as a preacher, as an evangelist. My main mission is souls. It's bringing people out of darkness. That's what the Lord did in my life. He took me out of darkness. As we walk around the city or we tour around the country or we go to different places, I see so many people that are in need of truth. I can't even tell you how many people reach out every single day to the ministry. I wish I could set up a call center and maybe that's where we need to go when we, when we start doing the, um, you know, the core group that's coming up. For those of you that follow the broadcast and, and, the, and the live streams that I do on Facebook and other streaming platforms, but we're, we're going to be having a core group starting in January. And we're going to be raising up evangelists, pastors, preachers, ministers, fivefold ministry giftings, and also people that are called for various things. Because I know many of you that listen to this have a gifting and anointing to pull people out of darkness. And there's such a need. There's such a need. There's so many people right now that are even listening to this broadcast that are struggling in their marriage, struggling in their finances. And so while we sit here and you know, just talk about politics and Trump and this one and that one. Again, I love Trump. I mean, do I agree with everything he says? No. But for the most part, I thank you. I thank him for standing and for being one of the best presidents of my lifetime, if not the best president. But, you know, am I going to put my faith and trust in Trump? No, I'm not. I'm, I, don't get mad at me. I'm just not. I'm going to put my faith and trust in God, his word, his Holy Spirit, and the mission. And the mission is souls. And this nation is in dire help, dire need of help. And we have the answer. And so he's given us a platform. He's given us a broadcast. We're going to make the mission souls. Because otherwise, we're going to die. This, this whole nation is going to die. The answer is Jesus Christ. It's, you can't fix a spiritual problem with a political solution. Of course, get involved in politics. Yes, there's so many pastors that are silent on key issues like abortion. Barely said a word about it when Roe v. Wade was overturned. They don't say anything about critical race theory and, and, and the fact that it's Marxism and that it's, it's actually racism. They don't talk about the transgender lie 
and all the all the gender confusion, how that's demonic. They don't talk about so many key things that are happening in our culture. But you know what they don't do also is they don't make disciples. And if we would start making disciples, and so what are we going to do? Listen, I could sit here and focus on the problem, but I want to focus on the solution. And I want this group to be equipped. I want you to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? Well, I'm going to share with you today some things that I've learned in my walk with Jesus that have set me up for success because many see the glory, but they don't know the story. You know, a lot of people, they just, they, they see somebody and they say, oh, if I could just have a ministry like that person, if I could just have a platform like that person, then there's all these people pulling at me in different directions, promote me that do, you know, here's my new book. Here's this here. They want me to promote everything that they're doing. And, and there's a lot of pressure to do that when you have a platform. But I have to take it to the Lord and say, Lord, is this you? Do you want me to promote this, Lord? Because you've given me this platform. And I believe when I inquire of his spirit, and I do, as he says, that's why he blesses me. But it's also about what I do when I'm in private, friends. It's also how I've overcome sin in my own life. And I'm not saying I don't sin. I'm saying I've had key victories over areas of sin. There were things that I had to fight through. Addictions ways of thinking, ways of treating women. You know, I don't talk about these things publicly a lot because the media and all these accusers want to attack you and they'll use this stuff. It's like red meat dangling before them. Oh, you know, look at Mike Lindell. He shared his testimony of how he used to be on drugs and look what they do to him. They call him a crackhead and they make fun of him. You know, that's what happens. And so a lot of us say, well, you know what? I don't want to share a lot of my testimony because I don't want to give them that red meat that they can then accuse me. But there comes a time when you got to just share what God did because that's the whole thing. That's, that's how I got to where I got. That's how I have what I have is because God. And the only way that we're going to win back this country is if we be real and we actually set the church up for true success. And how do we do that? Well, it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of of their testimony. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Testimonies and things that we can do to overcome our addictions, the strongholds, the lack, the areas of lack and finances and other things. And so you're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned. This is the Todd Coconato show. PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org. T-O-D-D.org. Or you can go to ToddCoconato.com. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, let's talk about your life savings for a minute and how you can protect it using gold and silver. Gold and silver are God's money, not the money of the global elites or the godless politicians in Washington. Ezekiel 28.4 states, by your wisdom and your understanding, you have made wealth for yourself and have gathered gold and silver into your treasures. Today, I have an opportunity for you to do the same by moving some of your money into gold and silver IRA from our partner Gold Co., you can actually save your life savings in case there's a catastrophic event. Call today and you could be eligible to receive up to $10,000 in free silver. That's right, up to $10,000 in free silver. So don't put this off a minute longer. Pick up the phone and call Gold Co. today so that you can learn about how to protect your money with gold and silver. 
Call 855-920-2943. Once again, that's 855-920-2943. And let them know that Pastor Todd sent you. Hold on to me as we go. Oh, yes. As we roll down. This song has more meaning than you probably know for me because it was a song, even though it's not a Christian song per se, it's one that the Lord used when I was pastoring in California and I went through a very difficult, challenging season in my life. And the Lord said, I'm going to make this place your home. I'm going to turn around what was meant for evil. I'm going to turn around for good. You know, there's a lot of people that you see in ministry and you don't know what they've actually been through different seasons I know many people that have walked through divorces, that have walked through accusations, that have walked through challenges, but you don't hear people talk about that because, see, in our little Christian world, the big Christian world, uh, people tend to use those things against you if you actually share the truth. And yet, what does the Bible say? The Bible says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the strength of their testimony, the word of their testimony, the word of their testimony. So let's, let's, let's look at those two things. So the blood of the lamb. When you overcome by the blood of the lamb, what are you overcoming? So Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, for my sins. He bridged the gap of a holy father and, and a fallen man. He bridged the gap, right? He was the, he was the void filler. He filled the void. He, he bridged the gap and, and made us able to go into the holy holies, gave us the new covenant under the blood of Jesus. And yet the blood of Jesus is rarely even discussed in today's world. Why do they want to kill the children? Well, I think it's a blood sacrifice. It's the murder of the innocent. It's the most innocent, pure societal beings. And, and, the, and the demonic, wicked people want to kill the innocent. Why don't pastors talk about that when they talk about abortion? Abortion is murder. It's so evil. It's so demonic. It has caused the, the judgment that has come upon this nation. And, and the fact that we could go into captivity now, our nation is falling, it's failing, it's faltering. What is President Trump saying at the end of his speeches? He's saying that we are a nation in decline. Well, why? Well, that's because we've stepped out of the blessing of the Lord. Jonathan Kahn's been talking about this. The harbinger, stepping out of the blessing of the Lord. So we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. America has a testimony. We came out of being ruled by England and, you know, the 13 colonies. We were under the thumb of England and the crown. And we wanted a nation that actually chose God. We wanted to choose God. We wrote in our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our Declaration of Independence, that, that, that our nation, our rights were given to us not by government, but by God. They're calling it certain inalienable rights. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Well, life's been under attack. Liberty's under attack. And how many people do you know that are actually pursuing happiness these days? That's what happens when there's a demonic infiltration in society and society loses its way. Just as, as Israel had lost its way in the word of God. So we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. That's why they want to rewrite history because America has an amazing testimony a nation that chose God, godly principles. They want to rewrite it. They want to bury that part. They want to say all these negative things about our country, all the skeletons in our closet, and focus on those things instead of about 
the favor, the blessing that our nation has been under for so many years now. Our support of Israel, our support, you know, sending out missionaries around the world, spreading the gospel. This, these were all the things that were intended from our country. These were the intentions of the founders that had a strong faith and belief in Jesus Christ. And so we've gotten off course. Now, I have been saying this a lot lately because I really believe the Lord gave me this, but culture is downstream of the church. In other words, if the church is standing and the church is representing the entirety of the word of God and the church is speaking the truth and it's doing it boldly and it's the head and not the tail, what happens is it affects the culture because there is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's why God says occupy until he comes. There's an anointing. And that anointing gives us strategy, wisdom, and breaks the strongholds. And that's what needs to happen right now. It's not about a person. It's not about a ministry. It's not about fame. It's not about celebrity. It's not about followers. It's not about likes. It's not about all those things. What it's about is an anointing of the Holy Spirit because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the lamb that's empowered us through what Christ did on the cross and what happened subsequently in Acts chapter 2. Why don't we read Acts chapter 2 so that we understand what happened there? You see, in Acts chapter 2, it, the, the title of it is The Holy Spirit Comes at Pentecost. Starting at verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like that of a blowing, violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Come on. They saw what they seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to the rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Thank you, Jesus. So what happened there? There was a suddenly, like the sound of a mighty rushing wind, right? And it came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. And, and what happened? It, it fell upon them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues. And so in verse five, it says, now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in the bewilderment because, bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. <laughs> Come on. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these people Galileans? Then how is it that each of them hears, you know, how, how are they speaking in our language, basically? You know, so this was, this was a move of God. Now, if you move down to that same chapter in verse 17, it says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy and I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire, billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Are we seeing that? Yes, blood moons. Before the coming of the great glorious day of the Lord and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's a mic drop. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So why am I sitting here worried about what the fake news media, the prophets of Baal are saying, when God just literally showed me exactly what was going to happen? And it is happening. Just like what happened in, in, in the Pentecostal fire falling in Acts chapter 2, that suddenly, that is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that you and I walk in. And we're meant to see glorious signs and glorious wonders. 
And when I sit here and focus on something that is totally of this world and total flesh, I am missing the supernatural opportunity But because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Those are how we overcome. That is the strategy. That is how we overcome. And so when everybody's running to this prophet or running to that prophet, that's not how you're overcoming. You're overcoming by the, the blood of the lamb and the, and the word of our testimony. God saved a wretch like me, friends. God saved a wretch like me. He saved you. He saved me. So what are we going to do? This is getting good. You don't want to miss what God is speaking here today. And again, I'm not here to mock or knock anybody. I'm just saying, this is something good. You're going to want to get this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show, PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. They've flown through the stars and they play with the magic. Trying to find you. They won't open the Bible. They just battle their idols. But there's nothing like you. There's nothing like you. All right, everybody, we talk a lot about geopolitics on the show, and it's important to remind you that countries like Russia and China are literally fed up with the U.S. dollar. They're moving to gold and other commodities to back their currency. Why? Well, because they're likely sick and tired of the money that's controlled by the global elite. And to be honest with you, so am I. That's why I urge you to protect your savings with gold and silver. Gold and silver can't be printed out of thin air. It can't be manipulated to fund foreign wars around the world while hardworking Americans are suffering here at home. Give our partner Gold Co. a call today and learn how you can protect your savings with gold and silver. And see if you're eligible to get up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Gold Co. today at 855-920-2943. Once again, that's 855-920-2943. One more time, 855-920-2943. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. We're having a good discussion here. We're talking about the power of our testimony, Acts chapter 2. I hope you're getting something out of this. I just felt the presence of the Lord in the studio today. I really do. And it's just got to be about his glory. It's got to be about him. Oh, Lord, our nation needs you so bad. People are so hungry. There's such a need. How are we most effective for you, God? Give us strategy. Give us wisdom. I'm so tired of fluff and nonsense, Lord. We want authenticity. We want truth. We want to be in your presence. Otherwise, it's like, forget it, you know? What's the point? What's the point unless we're in the glory and the presence of the Lord, right? We've got to be. I'm just desperate for him, hungry for him. I want to be in his presence. I want to be in his glory. Do you you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like that? I just have seen so much nonsense. I'm tired of it. I'm not here to like rain on people's parade, but maybe I am. I don't know. The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, when I was talking about that earlier, that song and why it has meaning to me is because there was a time when I was rejected in the ministry. There was a time when, when, when people wouldn't even let me preach, barely. I mean, you know, it, this thing, you got to keep pressing ahead if you got a calling on your life. It's, 
look, I can't force the doors open, but eventually God will open them, but we got to get our heart right, you know? And that's what I figured. I had to get my heart right. And I had to show up for whatever God trusted me with in that season, whether it was to minister to two people or 20 people. We can't despise small beginnings. We can't compare ourselves to somebody else's walk. No one else has the same journey as you. So how do we overcome with the blood of the lamb? So that's applying the blood. And when Christ died on that cross, what he did is he, he opened the door. He set the, the, the whole situation for the new covenant, new covenant in motion as the eternal sacrificial lamb. He set the whole new covenant in motion so that then in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit could come. And so the Holy Spirit came on that day of Pentecost. And then if you go down to verse 17, in the last days, this is where we're at right now. God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Do, are we in a position? Are we in a position where we are, we are positioned to have that spirit pour upon us, the Holy Spirit? Well, you got to walk consecrated. You got to come out from among them. You got to be set apart. You got to be holy for I'm holy. You can't have leaven, compromise. The different things that the enemy puts in front of us, depression, oppression, doubt, fear, lies, propaganda, fake news. Thinking that a midterm election is going to seal our fate, it's not. It's not going to seal our fate. What's going to seal our fate is if we don't understand who we are in Jesus Christ and what we're able to accomplish. Nothing has changed about what the Word of God says from before that election the other day till after. Oh yeah, it's disappointing, voter fraud, lies, propaganda, people that don't get the real spiritual battle that we're in, pastors that are silent. Trust me, I understand the whole thing. But not one single thing has changed about the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. And so I, I pick up, look, I've learned to be an overcomer in my life. I've learned to be an overcomer. I've learned not to let the things of this world get me to, to take my eyes off who I am as a child of the most high God, as, as a son and a daughter. I'm not a daughter, I'm a son. But what I'm saying is that's who we are. We're sons and daughters of the most high. He has called us by name. Many are called, but few are chosen. He's commissioned us. Go and make disciples. He's equipped us. Here's my word. Here's the basic instructions before leaving earth. He's told us every single situation. How are you going to win? You're going to overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. So this is the time where we started. We got to get real. I'm not going to sit here and be ashamed of what God has done for me, pulling me out of the muck and the mire. I don't care who rejected me. I'm not rejected by Christ. This is for you. Doesn't matter if your dad rejected you, your mom's rejected you, your uncle's rejected you, your spouse's rejected you, your kids have rejected you. You are not rejected because Christ has his arms open. Overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Who are you? What have you had to walk through in your life? Has it been painful? Are there things that you haven't been able to share with a lot of other people because of shame and fear of what they would say? Are they going to accept you? Are they going to reject you? Because of it's so, it's so gross, it's so horrible, it's so embarrassing, it's so shameful. But that's exactly how we're going to overcome by the word of our testimony. That most shameful thing, what the enemy meant for evil, is going to be turned around for good. What's happened to this country, it, this is our pivotal opportunity moment to stand and say, you know what, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to bow down to the idols of this world. I'm going to be like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. There's another one in the fire. His name is Jesus. 
In the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women. Oh, wait a minute. You can't have women. Women can't be in ministry. Wait a minute. Even on my servants, both, 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 both men and women. I will pour out my spirit and they will prophesy. Well, keep that woman quiet. She's not allowed to speak in the church. Well, that's not what Acts chapter 2 says. It says, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy and I will show wonders in the heavens above and sign on the earth below, signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen, everyone, that means you, that means me. We're calling upon his name. We're going to be saved. That's the good news. That's the good news. I don't care what some some Marxist tells me, some person that's trying to suppress the truth of the word of God. Oh, you can't say that anymore. The Southern Poverty Law Center is going to come after you. Really? Well, bring it on. Well, you can't say that. You're going to be called a hate monger. Well, bring it on. I will overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation. Midterm ain't going to hold me down. Midterm ain't going to hold you down. Come on now. Who are we? we? We are in the days of Elijah, my friends. This is a time of a great move of God. Like my friend Mario Murillo says, evangelist Mario Murillo, he says that God's going to do such miracles that we're going to get to a point where it's almost scary. Yeah. I don't even know if we can call it a remnant anymore because it's so big. That's what Mario says. Well, there's a, there's a large amount of people that are waking up. And they want that people, they want you, they want me to feel so down, so beat down, so discouraged that we forget what we're, what we're here to do. A midterm election doesn't define who we are. My goodness, a political candidate doesn't determine who we are. Some, some you know, communists out there that's, that's propped up by some fake voter situation, whatever, that doesn't define who I am. You say whatever you're going to say. Your words have no authority. I serve the God of heaven and earth who's got all authority, sits upon the throne of glory. And I walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit because of the blood of the lamb, the blood that was shed for me on the cross of Calvary. I don't know about you, but that gets me, that gets me excited. If you go down there, then um, it, they're talking about what David said. You go down there to verse, uh, this is Acts chapter 2, 25 it says i saw the lord always before me always before me because he's at my right hand i will not be shaken therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices my body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead you will not let your holy one see decay you have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Now go down to uh, verse 34. It says, for David did not ascend to heaven. And yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool at your feet. Man, why aren't we talking about this? The Lord's going to make our enemies a footstool at our feet. 
These people are done. That's it. And then and you go down there to verse uh, 42, the fellowship of the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread to the prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had the need. Oh, my goodness. You mean to tell me that's what happened when the spirit come upon them? Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Wait, they didn't, they didn't accumulate massive mansions? They didn't accumulate Rolls Royces and, and airplanes? No. Listen to what they did when they got filled with the spirit and the fellowship of the believers here in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I'm going to read it again. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Well, why were their signs performed by the apostles? Because they were in the spirit. They were operating in the spirit, filled with the spirit. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. You mean they were authentic? Oh, yeah, because why? Because they were filled with the Spirit. They didn't need the things of this world. Does that mean we don't have a home? No. Does that mean we don't have, like, possessions? No. What it means is we don't make them idols. Our joy is not coming from those things. That's a momentary, worldly, fleshly joy. It's all good to have those things. I'm not here to, like, attack you. You don't have to go and sell everything and be homeless. But that's not where you're going to find your peace and your joy. What they're saying here is every day they continue to fellowship in the temple courts because there was a move of the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God had descended upon them in Acts chapter 2. And what they do in verse 47, they were praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Why? Because they were operating in the Spirit of the living God. See, when we get caught up in the weeds of this world, we start, we start falling into the traps of this world. The lie, the fear, the doubts. But we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the, the, the word of our testimony because he's done something in your life. He saved a wretch like me. Man, I wish I had camera footage of me back in the day when I was in Hollywood thinking I had it all figured out. And I would go home and I'd wake up down and empty and lost and confused. The only thing I could think of is going back out there and doing the same thing again because that was where I found my fulfillment and it was so fleshly and broken. But God got a hold of my life. He changed me. He set me free. He put me on a mission. And this is what I'm talking about. It's like, This ministry, what we do, this radio broadcast, you, me, everything, it can't be about this world. It can't be about the midterms. I'm the most active pastor you could probably imagine when it comes to politics. Am I out there talking to Congress people? Yes. Am I talking to senators? Am I talking to governors? Yes. Has God opened tremendous doors? Yes. But ultimately, if I'm not telling them about the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of my testimony, then I'm not going to set them up to truly overcome, friends playing that song again hold on god is raising up a remnant for a time as this he is going to give us the way the strategy to do this 
We've got to be in the spirit. He's going to restore what the enemies tried to steal from you. The relationships, the family issues. We're getting real, friends. Stay tuned. we got one more segment here. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Jesus. Jesus. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Todd Coconato. I don't know about you. I'm having church up in here today. Man, I need more of you, God. Please, Lord. There's no other name. When I get recharged and I get strengthened in my faith, you better watch out. I'm telling you right now, you better watch out because I'm about to trample on some scorpions and devils in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Don't get me started. Listen, we take these things. We see a loss in this world. That's an opportunity in Jesus Christ. Listen, it's an opportunity. You know, I was, I was just on the break. I was looking through to Acts chapter three. I said, you know, so, you know, everybody's talks about Acts chapter two, but I, you know, momentarily kind of forgot about what's in Acts chapter three. What happens right after the spirit falls? Well, you know, Acts chapter three, verse one, Paul heals a beggar in Acts uh, three. Let's see here. Three eleven. Paul speaks to the onlookers. What does he say in there? In verse 11, he says, while the men held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in this place called Solomon's Columnate. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk? So there's a miracle that just happened. Then the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the God of our fathers has been glorified, his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released. They're talking about Barabbas. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and that faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can see. And I just love the scripture. I mean, they're just calling it out. Look, you had this man, this Jesus, this king of kings, fully God and fully man. You had him murdered. You had them release Barabbas instead of him. But by his stripes, you were healed. That's what's available to you and I. See, we get so focused on the world. I don't know about you, but I'm so tired of materialistic people in Christ walking around with, you know, outfits that are more expensive than some people's car. Unbelievable. How do we get so off? It's time we return to the truth of the gospel. If the church walks in the authority, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony the blood of Jesus Christ that sets the captive free, the drug addict, the opioid addicted, the, the alcoholic, the pornography addicted, the, the murderer, the, the person that beats his wife, the wife that's been beaten down. You've been, you've been so maligned. You've been so attacked. No one knows what you're going through. You're going to overcome today by the blood of the lamb. I'm calling out to you. 
Or to the guy out there that's been beat down by your father. Your father said, you're never going to make it. You're never going to succeed. And those words have taken root in your heart. Somebody called you ugly. Somebody called you fat. And those words have taken root. And you didn't know that the truth is what this preacher here is saying today on this radio broadcast. You overcome by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, who died for you. He is willing and able today to set you free of the bond of sin and death. He is willing today to change your situation, even though it looks hopeless. You're lonely. You're tired. You're beat down and you put your hope in the politics of the United States of America government. But I'm going to tell you that system is broken. And yes, we fight for it because we've got to take back the territory for the kingdom of God. And yes, we stand as the church. But ultimately, what does the Bible say? That we overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And what happened after the blood was shed? What happened right after that was Acts chapter 2. A suddenly a move of the spirit of God where the saints of God, you and me, can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to take back the territory. This is the answer to our society's problems. And until we get this, we're not going to get there. I don't know about you, but I'm fired up today. I'm going back here now to Acts chapter 2, verse 25 again, because I think this is important in what God is saying today. He said, I saw the Lord always before me. Reminds me of 2 Chronicles 20 when the Lord went before them and fought their battle. The Lord is before us because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. I speak words of life. My body also will rest in hope, not despair, not depression, not the fake words that somebody spoke over your life that lied to you, not abuse. My body will also rest in hope. See, what what do we have to do to get the anointing? We've got to get the anointing. Otherwise, we miss the boat. I will do five, six, seven podcasts and throw them in the trash if there is no anointing. Because without the anointing, nothing happens. I'm just speaking. And that's what's happening with a lot of stuff that's going on in our movement is there's just words that are being spoke, but there's no anointing. Because there's no consecration and there's no time in the secret place and they're not travailing and calling upon the name of the Lord and getting on their faces and asking for mercy and grace. They're missing the mark. I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. He's my rod. He's my staff. He lays me beside still waters. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices and my body will also rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. That's what they, those politicians, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Barack Hussein Obama, Joe Biden, you know what they do? They, they, they're in the realm of the dead. That's why they want to kill babies because they're in the realm of the dead. And the Lord's hand and anointing is not on them. His favor and blessing is not upon them and they will rot in hell unless they repent. Yeah, I said it. You will not let your Holy One see decay. Who's the Holy One? Set apart. Bought by the blood. The the blood-bought church. That's why he says you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb because you are the blood-bought church. That's who you are. You were bought with a price. 
You were bought with a price, the blood of Jesus Christ. You have made known to me the path of life, verse 28. You will fill me with joy in your presence. And then the next time when they, when they quote, David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, this is verse 34, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Yeah, they're below us. That's because we're bought by the blood. We're empowered by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not that we're better as a human being, but because of the God that we serve, that we've accepted him as our Lord and our Savior, and we've been, we've been pulled into now as a citizen of heaven who's paid for, bought, bought with a price, the blood of the Lamb. And then Acts chapter 2 comes, and a suddenly, and there's a filling of the Holy Spirit. You, he stands at the door of your heart knocking. All you got to do is let him in. If you've let him in, you got the Spirit of living God inside of you. And that's how you win discernment, empowerment, setting the captive free, overcoming. Come on, man. Come on, woman. That's who you are. Jesus Christ bought you for a price. and That that, that means we walk in victory. We're not ashamed of the gospel. We're not going to grow weary in doing good. We're not going to let the things of this world dictate the joy that we have inside of our heart. We're in it, but we're not of it. We're going we're gonna to make souls. We're going we're to get people saved. Souls out of darkness and in the light and life of Jesus Christ. You never have to be afraid. You never have to be worried. You never have to fear. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. The righteous come in and they're safe. You're safe. They will never take Jesus from us. They will never take who we are in Jesus Christ from us. That's who we are. And we will be about the business of the Lord. So I'm excited about this next season. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. And you better watch out, Satan, because I'm telling you right now, ooh, I'm telling you right now, we're gonna be all about the business of the king. We're gonna take back the territory for the kingdom of the Lord. Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you for today. I pray this message bless those that are listening. Lord, we just want to say thank you for your cross, the cross at Calvary, the blood of the lamb, and we receive the favor and the blessing on our life in Jesus' name. We love you and we bless you. PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org, ToddCoconado.com. We'll be back next week. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast today. I love you. I appreciate you. Please pray for us. Pray that we make the right decisions. Pray that we steward the ministry correctly. And uh, pray for finances, for funding, that we stay in the perfect will of God, that we don't cower, cave, capitulate, back down, that we are consecrated. Just, just keep us covered, friends. We are in a battle. And we just love the Lord, and I want to be about his business every day. I never want this to be about anything else. So I hope you got something out of this today. We love you, and we bless you. PastorTodd.org. We'll see you tomorrow.